You've got questions, we've got answers. That's an old Radio Shack commercial. Remember that? <laughs> no? I'm old. But I am going to answer some Instagram questions today. Yahoo! Cats and kittens, it's Kevin Baskin. <laughs> That's actually not my last name, nor my intro phrase, but hello, and welcome back to Jesus Unfollower the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Grove, coming at you every week from my little tiny ass apartment here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I gotta say, I'm liking it here. It's a lot better than the city I was in before. Comet likes it here too, but he has developed some sort of fucking allergy or something he is scratching 24 7 and it's driving me crazy it's not fleas because i've checked he has his flea medicine i think it must just be some allergens or something uh maybe he's maybe there was something in the carpet when i moved in here or maybe there's something that he's just not used to nearby as far as plants go or something i don't know but he's woken me up at three in the morning just scratching himself and that's lovely so, I went on Instagram, and I asked you guys if you had any questions for me, because I felt like just answering some questions. I get a few here and there from people, but just wondering if you guys were curious about my thoughts on anything, and some questions came in, and I'm happy to answer them today. The first one is from my girl, Curious Atheist. And she asks, did historical Jesus exist? I say, I think there's a, there's a great chance that he probably did. Um, at the very least, there was some dude back in the day named Yeshua or Jesus or whatever, who called himself the Messiah, who claimed to be the son of God. I think that is probably likely. I think historians kind of mostly agree that there was a guy named Jesus back then who was probably crucified, but it's kind of hard to to go back and look at 2,000 years ago and know all the answers. I know one guy who talks about it a lot is Godless Engineer. So if you guys haven't checked out his YouTube channel, he's got a lot of stuff about historical Jesus. And I think he's actually a mythicist. That's easy to say. Mythicist. I think he's a mythicist. So he doesn't really believe that Jesus did exist, but I say it's kind of hard to disprove that he did. So it's it's like whatever. I don't think it's a big deal. There are probably several people throughout history who tried to come along and fulfill the prophecies and claim that they were somebody that they really weren't. And I think Jesus probably fits into that mold too. And actually, Rebecca, you probably know more than I do about it. You've I don't think you read like seven books a day, so you probably have a better idea of whether Jesus actually existed or not. I think he probably did, but he sure as hell wasn't born of a virgin, and he sure as hell didn't do miracles, and he sure as fuck wasn't the son of God, in my opinion. Uh, the next question is, what do you think about nihilism? For those of you who don't know, nihilism is the belief that all values are baseless and that nothing can be known or communicated. I think it's a little bit dark and gloomy 
it's not like glass half full or glass half empty. It's like glass shattered on the floor type of outlook. I think nihilists and atheists probably share a lot of similar opinions in that life isn't doesn't have like inherently have meaning. We're not born, you know, with destiny or anything like that. But I don't think we can say that it's necessarily meaningless because as we live, we form relationships with others and it can ha- it can take on a meaning of its own in that way. So I think it's a little bit bleak to look at it and say like life is pointless. I don't have anything against nihilists and that's fine. I would actually, I would rather people think that life is meaningless than for people to think that there's a an invisible involved God whispering in their ear telling them what to do that's scarier to me. What do you think about religious schools? Well, I didn't go to a religious school. I don't really have any experience there, and I don't have a huge opinion. I'm not really a fan, though. I mean, my outlook is what good can really come from living in that bubble? If you go to school and you're surrounded by all people who are the same religion, it's not a vivid representation of the world. And most people that I have ever known that have gone to religious school have pretty much resented it or not been a fan. Or, you know, later on they rebel or they, when they are adults, they look back and say it was a horrible experience and that they were sheltered and that they didn't, they, they were kept from the rest of the world. I guess it's not probably not totally bad, but I, d- I just don't see the point really of religious schools. The next question is a pretty good one. If you could have dinner with the worst fictional villain of all time, what would you ask God? <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I would ask God if he knew that Eve would eat the apple or fruit. Sorry, I don't, you don't want to say apple because then Christians are like, it was a different fruit. It wasn't necessarily an apple. Who fucking cares? Anyways, I would ask him if he knew that was going to happen. Because if he did, he's a son of a bitch for creating us, knowing that he's going to drown everybody in a flood eventually. If he didn't know that, I guess he's not all-knowing after all. Now, is he? That's what I'd ask God. Uh, Then this person says, mention some prominent uh, bad verses in the New Testament. I think everybody's go-to, and usually mine too, is in 1 Timothy where it's like, telling the women to shut the fuck up basically and not speak and that men are superior. So that's, that's a classic, but I got a couple others here that are also from the new Testament that are pretty bad in my opinion. The first one is Romans one twenty seven. in the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So there's a, a little New Testament reminder that you can't be gay. That's frowned upon, sinful, going to hell, however you want to put it. It's not just an Old Testament thing. It's right there in the New, Te- New Testament too. Paul, that arrogant, smug son of a bitch that thinks he knew everything even though he never even met Jesus when Jesus was alive, allegedly. The second one is 1 Peter 
Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. If somebody has authority over you, submit yourself to them, even if they're pieces of shit. So, um, religion has definitely carried on that tradition. Faux show. These next two questions are, are fairly similar. I got a couple that were kind of similar. This one is, was there a straw that broke the camel's back that made you leave Christianity? And then the other question that goes along with it is, can you pinpoint and explain the very moment you began to doubt? Uh, the first moment I ever doubted that I ever thought that it was possible that God could not exist was in seventh no, or eighth grade. I guess I was 13. One of my friends who wasn't a believer said that there's no way that Noah's Ark could be true. I've told this story before, but for those of you who haven't heard it, um, my friend told me that there's no way that Noah's Ark could be true, and he started explaining all the reasons why it just wasn't physically possible. And that was the first time I ever thought, hmm, yeah, that does kind of seem fishy. That doesn't seem like it would work at all. But then, of course, after that, I dove right back into Christianity and became uh, even more passionate about God. But the straw that broke my my the camel's back, um, it wasn't anything the church did to me. I know a lot of people leave religion because of churches or, you know, people, what people do to them. And I get accused of that, you know, oh, you were never a true Christian. You got you just got hurt by church and that's why you left. That's not it at all. Uh, I was talking to a coworker one day who was a, a preacher before, and he told me that his church discouraged him from going to college because they thought that, you know, college was the work of the devil and that he could, I guess, end up learning things that uh, would make him doubt, which is pretty silly when you think about it. He eventually went to college anyways, and he, when he was in a religions class, he learned that there were some other stories that were very similar to the story of Jesus that predated Jesus. And he said that that really got his wheels turning. And at that time, I didn't know about any of these stories either, but then I, I you know, I learned about them. But then he said that also in that class, you know, he learned that where people are born and, or, what their, or what their parents believe is largely, that largely dictates what they believe. And that is the thing that made me really take a huge step back and think, damn, that's, that's so true. And that's what really led to my path down uh, to deconversion because I was like, damn, that, that's so true because if my parents believed in something, if, in a different God, okay, take the part out of it about being born in another country or another part of the world. If I, if I were raised right here in the same spot that I was, but my parents were of a different religion, then I would have grown up to believe that religion to be true. And it would have been hard to get me to leave it. That's the way it is. You grow up with something, it's ingrained in you, it's part of you, and then it's, it's it becomes difficult to really think outside the box, to doubt that religion, to doubt what you've been brought up with. It's just like anything else. It's just like the values. It's just like politics. Normally what you're raised around becomes a part you know part of your mindset mentality the way you live your life next question are you shunned 
or disowned by the majority of your family? If so, how did you deal with that? This is a question from Brianna. And also the secular humanist asked me this a pretty similar question. Does your family still talk to you after you told them you were atheists? Because mine wouldn't. Uh, it's funny because I've been an atheist for about 10 years. And I only recently told my parents about six months ago. I think that they probably had their suspicions that I don't believe because obviously I don't go to church anymore. And I don't know, I never talk about God or anything. I never chime in when they're talking about God. So I assume that they probably know, but I never actually told them until about six months ago. And I didn't even use the term atheist. I just said that I don't believe. And I actually use the term agnostic just because it's a little bit less abrasive, I guess. But um, my sister is really the only family member who does know that I'm an atheist besides my parents. And none of my other family would shun me or treat me poorly if they found out. I think that they would be surprised, especially considering where I was, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. Like I lived for Jesus. That was my whole life. And that was part of my, who I was then. They would probably be surprised to see how far I've gone in the opposite direction. Do you believe that despite the flaws in religion in the world, we should still try to fix things peacefully. Yeah, religion does some shitty things, but um, I think that's really the only way is, is to do it peacefully. There's been enough war and death caused by religion. And I think the internet has like ushered in a new age of individual learning and like connecting with like-minded people. The Friendly Atheist actually did a video on this very recently. But it's true, you know, if uh, back when I was a kid, let me date myself for a minute. Back when I was a kid, we didn't have internet, you know, when I was a young kid anyway. But like, think about your parents. If they would have doubted, what did they have? Just the people around them that they knew. And most likely they were all going to believe the same way or most of them, you know, at least especially in the South where I live, most people kind of believe the same way. And so you feel would feel even more alone in your questioning. But now we have the internet and we have like-minded people that we can connect with. We have questions that we can type into Google and, and ask and find answers to that we just didn't have before. So I think that non-belief is on the rise and it's going to continue to rise. Religion isn't going to go anywhere for a long, long time, uh, maybe ever, but I think it'll fade with advancements in science and an increase in free thinking people thanks to the internet what are your political views i don't really talk about politics that much um, but i'm definitely socially liberal i think anybody should be able to love any consenting adult that they want and i think that no man really has the right to tell a woman what she should do with her body Fiscally, uh, I was always raised to be conservative, and that's the way I voted for a long time. I even voted for Trump, <laughs> which I am very ashamed to say sometimes, but it happened. Uh, but I've changed the way I, that I think the last few years because I started to realize uh, the most important thing for me is is the overall good. 
I don't necessarily need to vote for the candidate who will help me the most personally in my wallet, my bank account. It's, it's more for the overall good of everybody. So overall, I lean left. I'm not a socialist, no. But I, I, I lean left. I don't think I can ever vote Republican again unless things change because like, overall human rights are more important to me than anything else. And as long as Republicans are trying to oppress people, as long as they're mostly anti-gay and for the rich and not, not the poor, then I, I think I'm going to have to vote Democrat. Have you ever successfully deconverted someone? Uh, not that I know of, but that's not really my goal. You know, I'm not actively trying to deconvert people. My main focus is to help people who are already in the deconversion process or those who have recently left their faith. I want to be somebody who's like relatable to people like that. I'm not trying to find Christians and be like, ha ha, come to the dark side. Join me. It's nothing like that. It's just, I want to find people who are where I was 10 years ago. You know, people who are struggling, people who are doubting. And, and feel like they're alone. That's the kind of people that I'm that I am trying to find. I'm not really trying to deconvert anybody. I don't don't keep a tally of people. Yes, another one. Put another one on the board. He has come to the dark side. No. Have you ever won an argument against a Christian and he acknowledged that? Um, I can, I'm not sure I can say that I've won an argument. I think in my mind I have. You know. But a lot of people aren't going to ever concede that they lost an argument. I think I've made some valid, uh, valid points that they could acknowledge. One of the most common things I can think of is discrediting Pascal's wager when they present that. You know, when they come at me and say, if you're wrong about God, then you're going to spend eternity in hell. If I'm wrong about God, then I'd just die. It's, it's just a, it's a very stupid argument. So... That one's easy to refute, but even then, they it's not like I feel like I won because they are always going to make excuses no matter what. They don't really understand why it's a false dichotomy. Do you believe religion should be eradicated? Why or why not? Um, I think that religion truly does help some people. There are people who find peace in religion and aren't... Uh, you know, actively hurting anybody by believing in a higher power. And if we're being honest, there's no way that religion could ever really be eradicated. Do I think that many people would be better off without it? Yes. Do I think that they'll ever realize that? I do not. So, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think religion will slowly fade over time. Uh, humans are are born with, I think we have this innate like questioning of, purpose why are we here kind of thing so there's always going to be religion people are always going to think about a higher power a purpose because the, the thought of just us being here and dying and going in the ground scares the shit out of people so they want there to be a higher power there's, there's always going to be people who who believe it uh, what's your favorite argument for the existence of god i like this question a lot I think about the arguments that I read from Christians, and most of them are terrible. 
There's a great video from Genetically Modified Skeptic on YouTube that you need to check out if you have not, where he talks about all the arguments for God and which ones are the best. He ranks them from best to worst. He puts the teleological argument at the top. And I think that's probably my favorite too. Uh, Basically, it says, if the laws of the universe weren't exactly the way that they are, we wouldn't be able to exist. Like if anything were tweaked just a little bit, then life as we know it couldn't exist. It still doesn't prove God at all or even come close. But it's probably the one where you can look at the universe and say it has the appearance of design. It's still a bad argument overall, which most of them are, but that one probably is the best. Also, personal experience, argument from personal experience. I wouldn't say it's like the best argument, but it's one that you really can't refute. What somebody has in their own brain, the experiences that that they've had, what they think, what they tell you, like that they've been through and, and that God has changed their life. You can't really say... No, he hasn't. So, I mean, that's another good argument for God on an individual basis. and But it's not good enough for me, obviously, because those experiences, I believe, are just chemicals in your brain, chemical reactions in your brain, dopamine, etc. So that's all the questions that I got when I asked on Instagram yesterday. I really appreciate you guys asking me. Hope that gave you a little bit of insight about my thoughts on some things. I'll probably do this again in a month or two, get some more questions answered. The next podcast episode is going to be my review of the movie Assassin 33 AD, which at this point I have not watched yet, but I am going to buy it today. I'm going to watch that motherfucker. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to take notes and then I'm going to give my thoughts on it on the next podcast episode. So really appreciate you guys for listening. Always hit me up on Instagram. If you sh- if you just want to say what's up or if you have any questions or if you're struggling with anything, hit me up at Jesus Unfollower. Subscribe to my YouTube channel if you would. I'm close to 100 subscribers there. I want to hit that meaningless milestone. <laughs> but that would be cool. Anyways, thanks for listening. Until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.